Hey everyone, welcome back to this 57th episode of the Post-Apocalyptic Media Podcast. I'm your host, Sean, Senior Editor at Post-Apocalyptic Media. You can find us at postapocalyptic.com. And uh, so this week's news, right? We didn't really do news last week because we covered the, uh, the kind of year in review, you know, Derek and I. And if you missed that episode... Definitely check that out because that was fun. We got to talk about our favorites, our not so favorites, and we also talked about the Boomi Awards, which is our uh, you know our kind of award little thing. I want to say show, but it's not really a show. It's like a uh, an award post about uh, about the, our favorite stuff from from the year. And the whole the the whole crew at Post Apocalyptic Media, we vote on our favorites. We put it you know in kind of like this crazy like numerical scoring system <laughs> and uh it's it's actually a lot of fun i really look forward to it every year so uh so yeah definitely check that out and then the post that that has all those winners and everything is uh from let's see end of end of december so it came out a couple weeks ago now but definitely check it out if you're curious about you know kind of the best stuff that happened last year um and speaking of the best stuff that happened how do you like that? Uh, Stephanie just wrote a post about uh, the best post-apocalyptic TV shows in 2022 that you don't want to miss. Now, this is something that we do every year. We try to do this every year. And it's basically showing what we can expect. You know, uh, this one is specifically for TV shows. You know, it has the it's not just new shows it's everything you know when there's like a new season coming out like the new season of, of snowpiercer which we're going to talk about here in a little bit uh the new season of raised by wolves new season of handmaid's tale right and then there's some new ones too uh we have one second <clears throat> We have the uh, show on Netflix called All of Us Are Dead. That's going to be coming out actually the end of this month, January 28th. Um, there's supposed to be a Tales of the Walking Dead, which is like an anthology series for Walking Dead fans. It's supposed to be coming to AMC in the summer of this year. Not really sure when. So, yeah, if you're looking to find out you know, what kind of TV shows you can find, you can see that are in this genre... Um, that, you know, that either are coming out this year or next year. Uh, you know, some of them we don't really know for sure, but just kind of upcoming stuff. Uh, definitely look for that post. And also, I'm going to be working on a movie version of that article next week. So, you know, the most anticipated, not even the most anticipated, but just the up, all the upcoming uh, post-apocalyptic movies. Uh, so that you can look for that next week, most likely. We'll see when I when I can get that done. But yeah, that's that's always exciting. It's always an exciting thing to not only to uh, to kind of talk about what's coming up, but just to realize there's a lot coming up. You know, it's it's always fun to do that. Uh, okay, so our next little bit of news here is there's a movie. There's this trailer that just came out, and it's called Moonfall. It's <laughs> If you could guess what a movie called Moonfall would be about, I'll give you three guesses. Let's see. Uh, a falling moon would be the correct answer. Moonfall. Uh, so it, it, 
it's it's a movie about the the moon gets kind of knocked out of orbit and the moon has a crazy orbit anyway I, i'm sure everyone already knew this but it, it the way it the way it orbits the earth it's always facing us you know so that's why they say like there's like a man on the moon because it's always that same face <coughs> <coughs> And then that's why they say there's a dark side of the moon because it's not just a Pink Floyd album. It's actually a thing. Dark side of the moon is because we don't see that side of the moon. It's crazy. Anyway, so so that that has to do with the orbit of the of the moon around the earth. Well, in this movie it gets knocked out of whack. It's heading straight for earth and it's up to these guys to stop it. You know, it's like don't look up which I think I talked about two podcasts ago, the Leonardo DiCaprio movie on Netflix, which I, you know, since I saw that and since I was giving it a, uh, a review, kind of a mediocre review, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I probably gave it like a like a B. I think I, I, I might have even given it a letter grade. I think I gave it like a B minus or something like that. Um, but ever since then, it seems like it's, it's going crazy. Like people are all talking about this movie. They're talking about, I mean, it's polarizing, which is funny to me. I mean, there's, there's people who absolutely love it and people who absolutely hate it. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio himself has said he didn't like the role at first. And, and other people on the cast uh, have kind of teased that a little bit. Like Jonah Hill was saying in an interview that Leo DiCaprio was saying uh, he didn't like playing the dirtbag, and I, you know, I won't spoil it or anything. But he didn't like the playing the dirtbag part in that movie. Um, I, I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. I think it had a good message overall. Uh, I think a lot of that was lost though, and it became too kind of silly political, you know. So that is a tangent. That is that is a complete tangent off of this Moonfall because it's it's a very similar movie but moonfall is coming out february 4th which is just a couple weeks away and uh, it actually stars i forgot his name but it's the guy who plays samuel tally in uh in game of thrones uh you know they call him sam he's part of the uh the uh, john snow's crew so He's the, like kind of the main star. He's the one that finds out that the moon is, you know, out of orbit and coming, coming straight for Earth. And, you know, you, it, it, the, kind of, the rest of it is kind of what you would figure, where everyone's panicking. They're trying to figure out what to do. Um, so it, it's funny. It's like an apocalyptic movie more than a post-apocalyptic movie, right? So... But it's still, it still counts, right? It's still something I can talk about. And not only is it something I can talk about, it's something that I can grow tangents from where I talk about, <laughs> I talk about don't look up, right? That's always fun. All right, this next little, uh, little tidbit of news here. There were actually a couple game uh, reveals this week. One of them was for Far Changing Tides. And Far Changing Tides, if that doesn't sound familiar to you, there was a, a game that came out in 2019 called Far Loan Sales. Uh, we talked about it really early in one of our first podcasts when we started. Um, I guess we started in, let's see, I think it was probably late 2019. I think like October or September, somewhere around there is when we first started this podcast. That's basically when this game came out, the, the original one. Uh, it's a game, well, okay, so Far Loan Sales is a game about maintaining a vehicle 
that has a that's sail powered you know but you're going across the desert and going across a wasteland it's post-apocalyptic and you have to maintain this vehicle you have to keep it going so it's like this mini game within a game where you're surviving but you're also keeping your vehicle going well that was such a hit and it was such a, a cool you know and a cool idea a cool premise that they made a sequel called far changing tides as you can imagine something called changing tides would be in water right so this is kind of like the same the same general idea as farlone sails but now you're in a boat you know you're in this ship and you have to keep it maintained you have to keep it going and fueled and all this stuff it, lo- it looks cool i mean i haven't played either of them i, I wanted to play farlone sails when it came out i never did uh, maybe this will be my chance maybe this will be the one that i actually play so we'll see about that but yeah that is coming out actually well, I don't think they have a date yet. They might have a date, but I, I don't see a date here. Um, but the important thing here is that it's coming out on uh, Xbox. And some people are saying, although it's not on the Xbox store, they're saying it might be coming to Game Pass. That would be cool. Because I have Game Pass, and I would... Whew, I would play this game if it came... Actually, I would stream this game if it came out on Game Pass. So how about that? How about that? All right, next little bit of new. This is another game trailer reveal, or game reveal. Uh, it's called Shawa American Story. This is a, an interesting game because it's it's basically set in America in the future, um, and there's it's post-apocalyptic, but it's also like dystopian, and America has become a colony of Japan. Japan is, has gotten so big, and as you might imagine, this is a Japanese game, and they uh, they they kind of predict that this will happen in the future, where you know where America will be a colony of Japan. So they show a lot of imagery in this trailer of billboards that are written in Japanese, but they have you know like a picture of the Statue of Liberty, but uh, and it's still called New York, but the there's you know Japanese writing on the billboards. Uh, they even have a thing kind of, I don't know if it's poking fun at Trump or what, but it says make America great again. And it has like this guy with a suit on, but he has a space helmet on and he's like pointing. And I don't know if that's, maybe that's part of the game. I'm not sure, but uh, a, a big part of the game looks like you're this, you play this like female protagonist who just kills people basically well zombies you know she's going through and she's killing all these zombies and and it's just a you know one of those games where you're just killing mass amounts of enemies just you know throwing your sword around and just killing mass amounts i don't know what they call that exactly uh i'm sure there's a term for it but that's kind of the basic of you know the basis of the gameplay of the game scratch that but that's pretty much the basic premise of how the game is played all right next bit of news here amazon's fallout tv show is we already knew about this right we knew that amazon was working on a fallout tv show but now we get word official word that it's continuing that production is is on um back in 2020 i think it was july of 2020 we was when we first learned about this and and by then you know that was two years ago almost it was a year and a half ago where we we were getting a little i don't know a little ahead of ourselves and 
a lot of people were guessing, oh, well, if it's if it's being worked on now, we just found out about it, it'll probably be out by 2022. Well, joke's on us because it's actually, it just started production, 2022. So now they're saying it might be 2024, you know, somewhere around there before we actually see this game. Um, what I found interesting, though, in this latest bit of news about this Fallout, ga- uh, Fallout uh, TV show is that it actually, they hired uh, a Graham Wagner who, he was a writer and producer for a lot of different comedy TV shows like Silicon Valley, Portlandia. And my favorite of all time is The Office, the, the US version of The Office. Um, so, I mean, Fallout, you know, the game itself, the whole series has had a really great sense of humor. It's always had a sense of humor. It's, it's had kind of an ironic sense of humor. So does that mean that they're going to bring in Graham Wagner to, to kind of add that sense of humor from the office in Portlandia and Silicon Valley? Like, is he, go, is he going to kind of bring that in and make that the, the main type of humor in this game? I hope so. I do hope so. Although I really like, um, I like the humor of Fallout. I don't, it's not exactly the same as Portlandia and the office, you know, but it'll be interesting to see how that works out. The, the, the satire side of that. Um, other than that though, you know, there's not a lot of news on this. They pretty much named the same people who we already knew were working on it. Uh, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, they run a company called Kilter Films, um, and they they worked on Westworld, which is I mean they're still working on Westworld. Uh, season four is coming out soon. Um, it, it so the, the Kilter Films is working on this with Bethesda. They're working straight with Bethesda, straight with Todd Howard. You know, Todd Howard, of course, is the executive producer, the producer of Fallout, the Fallout series, and he will be the executive producer on this show as well. Um, Amazon. I don't know. Amazon has been, it's been pretty good about shows. You know, um, they're they're really stepping up their game lately. I think they're they're realizing that the money is in original content. You know, Netflix is Netflix and Hulu have pretty much uh, you know shown ever shown the world that that's true in the last couple of years. So now we have everybody doing that. Everybody's kind of making their own original content, and I'm excited by it. I think. You know, Amazon is stretching itself pretty thinly lately. I mean, they made the New World, that MMO, and it's it's a pretty good game. I've been playing it a lot. I mean, you either love it or hate it, but it's an MMO, and that's that's how that goes with MMOs. You either love them or hate them. Um, but it's a, a success, I would say. It sold tons, and I mean, millions of copies, I, I imagine. I think I heard that when it first came out, it was like at least a million. Uh, so that's Amazon's game you know, division, Prime Gaming. And then we have the original movies that they've worked on that, that have been out recently. I mean, even post-apocalyptic ones, like The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt, which is one of our nominees for, for Best of 2021, was an original Amazon movie. Uh, great movie, you know. So they definitely hit it out of the park with that one. Um, but can they continue that? You know, they, we also have The Lord of the Rings uh, show, TV show that's supposed to be coming out from Amazon you know, not post-apocalyptic. Well, it is post-apocalyptic, but not, you know, it doesn't feel like it. So <laughs> they have that they're working on, which is supposed to be completely epic. And then then they have the Fallout stuff. Like they're really going big 
You know, they're they're soaking up these huge IPs and they're going big and I just hope it works out. I hope that by 2023, 2024, when this comes out, that Amazon really has their stuff together uh, to the point where this is a really epic show. That's what I'm hoping. Because it can be, you know, the Fallout world, Fallout universe is just incredible. So we'll see how that goes. All right, next little bit of news here is, this is one that I, I don't know too much about Attack on Titan. And I think we've established that. Every time, you know, when we did the show before with, with Derek and Stephanie on here, um, Stephanie is the guru. She's the Attack on Titan guru. And Derek knows it quite well, quite well too. Um, you know, they watch it together. But the, the big news here, of course, is that season four, episode 17 is out. It just came out. And this is, this is a big deal. This is, you know, not only is it a big deal for fans, um, you know, like in general, but it's also a big deal for, for people who thought the show was going to be over. Um, because this is, the, this is like the second part of season four. And this is basically, I'm going to tell you everything I understand about this. Not, not of the show itself, because you know, I've seen one episode. But uh, I'm going to tell you everything I know about the situation that the show is in right now. They, so they had season four, a part one of season four. And this is, you know, it's not that strange. This is what uh, Walking Dead does this and uh, a couple other shows. So they had the part one. A lot of people thought that was it, but then they were like, well, no, it can't be it because there's more in the manga, right? There's more story to be told in the manga. So then they started calling it season four, part two. That's one way. So there's basically three different ways to um, to refer to this latest chunk of of uh, anime. So we have uh, season four, part two. We You can also call it season four, episode 17. Or you can call it just Attack on Titan. I think it's episode 76, something like that. It's like, you know, yeah, episode 76. So you can call it, so 76 is like overall. So you can call it season four, episode 17, episode 76, or season four, part two. Got it? (laughs) Hopefully that all made sense to you. Uh, But the, you know, of course, the point of this is that they have, you know, the new episodes out. Stephanie's going crazy over it. And, uh, and you know, rightfully so. It's it's exciting news for fans of the show. Um, our Discord, we have an Attack on Titan Discord channel. And uh, in that room, there's a lot of talk. A lot of people are really getting excited talking about the show. So if you, you know, if you're an Attack on Titan fan and you want to talk with other fans, I mean, head over to our Discord. I will put a link to it in the notes for today. But uh, yeah, it, it's a great place to talk. You know, a lot of people are asking, how can I see this? That's, that's like the number one thing that people ask in Discord is they say, how can I watch this for free? You know, how, how can I, um, I, you know, I don't want to subscribe to Crunchyroll or Hulu or whatever. Well, I, the pretty much the best way to do it, I'll tell you the secret. This is a, this is a, a big secret here. Ready? Get a Hulu free trial. There you go. Now, what you could do is you could get a Hulu free trial and watch, you know, the latest episode, or you can wait a little while, get the Hulu free trial and try to watch all of them after they're all done. You know, after the season is done, watch them all at one time. So there you go. That's pretty much how I do a lot of shows is free trials. It's a, it's a good time. 
Anyway, let's let's go on to our next little bit of news. This is a big one that I am personally excited about. I just got done talking about Attack on Titan, which I don't know a lot about. But this one I know a lot about, and that's Snowpiercer Season 3. Snowpiercer has been kind of a, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's like an underdog, you know. I think when it first came out, people were like, oh, is it going to be like the movie? And then it wasn't like the movie, really. It just had a train, but it didn't have the same characters. So people were like, okay, well, it's not like the movie, so I'm not going to watch it. But then it got really big. Then it got. Then people started figuring out and finding out that it's a, it's a great story, you know. And, and it's, it's very... Um, I don't know. It's just an intriguing story. Uh, so I've been following it. I've been doing write-ups and recaps on this since season one. And I'm going to continue. I'm going to write them on uh, you know the same types of articles on season three. And that is coming out really soon. Like, the, Let's see. It's, oh, 24th. Yeah, so that's like two weeks away, something like that. Um, season three, it's going to be on TNT. Now, here's the big thing about season three. It, and if you haven't seen any of Snowpiercer at all, um, I guess I could say that there's there's a little bit of spoilers here. Uh, although if you watch this trailer, it gives away it gives away a lot. So I won't really go beyond this trailer. Well, I, I don't really know anything beyond this trailer, but <laughs> but this trailer has some spoilers if you haven't seen season one or two. So here's the thing. So season one was on the train, right? They're all trying to live together on the train. They're trying to figure out what's going on like how you know they're surviving they're they're basically thinking that they're the only survivors on earth they're on this perpetual motion train that can't stop and if it does they'll freeze to death because outside is insanity cold right so that's season one season two is kind of more about the interpersonal um struggles we get to see mr wilford you know the guy who made the train who we thought was not there we thought uh, Stephanie. No, <laughs> say Stephanie. Let me start this again. We thought that Melanie was the was kind of the replacement for Mister Wilford. We thought that uh, she, you know, she she was saying that that Mister Wilford told her things, and it actually turned out to be her just making stuff up. Then we find out in season two, like what that's all about, like how that happened. Well, and then we see Mister Wilford who, of course, is played by the incredible Sean Bean, right? Um, and he hasn't died yet, which is strange. Usually Sean Bean dies pretty early in his shows. So he's he's in season three. That's, that's kind of a surprise. I just thought about that. Um, so here we are in season three. Uh, we don't know where Melanie is because she left the train. Um, and she she went to the research center to try to figure out, you know, is there life past this train? You know, can we survive? Um, is the, the the parts of the earth are starting to warm up? Like, is it possible? Like she sent out these weather balloons. Is it possible that there's a warm area? Well, we see in this trailer that there are warm areas. We see trees, we see grass, we see, you know, ground that's not covered in snow. Um, and that's, that's a big deal. And it, it does it mean that they're going to get off the train and live and make a colony. And, you know, then it wouldn't be Snowpiercer anymore, right? Then it would just be like every other uh, survival 
movie of its kind, you know, which I'm not complaining about. I love that kind of stuff. Um, but it would be a, a totally different direction. Now, here's why I think they might actually do that, especially if they go into a season four. We have two trains. We, you know, in during season two, one part of the train broke off. And of course, Layton is, is in that one. I think there's like 18 people left in this one, if I remember correctly, in this little little train. And then we have the big train, of course, Mr. Wilford's still on there. He He's still running things over there. Um, so here's my theory, or here's my prediction, is that the small train with Leighton and Till and, and those people are going, is it, it's going to be, it's going to find this warm area and it's going to stop basically. And it's going to research this and it's going to try to figure out how to rebuild society without being on a moving train, constantly on a moving train. But at the same time, I think Mr. Wilford's still going to hold on to his train. You know, he's still going to hold on to his, his legacy and this thing that he built and, and his where he has all of his power, you know, he's not going to want to give that up. So I think season three into season four is probably going to be a lot of that. It's going to be the back and forth between the, <laughs> I hate to use a, a reference to the 100, but it's going to be the grounders, you know, it's going to be the people who are on the ground versus the trainers, <laughs> the people who are on the train on Snowpiercer. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, I, I think, I think that's where it's going to go which would really make for a, a, a much, um, I don't know, it'd be a, a more vast, you know, world building type of exercise to, to dive into that. Uh, and I'd be excited to see that. So yeah, I'm, I'm all about Snowpiercer. I like, I like Snowpiercer more. I write about Walking Dead too. And I would say that I like Snowpiercer more than Walking Dead. Um, so yeah, you you can expect me to be writing a lot more about Snowpiercer once it comes out, season three. I might even do, and uh, I don't hold me to this, although I'm recording it right now, but I might even do a spoiler specials for that, like I did for Walking Dead last season, uh, last you know last year. Uh, I don't know. Let me know what you think. Would that be interesting to you Snowpiercer fans out there if I did a separate little podcast that was just talking about the uh, the episode and just, you know, I mean, you know me, right? I can go on and on about a topic, right? I can go on and on about any topic. Um, so so I might, I might just do that. We'll see. But yeah. Uh, and then other than that, you know, the site, we have we've have a few other... Uh, articles on the site that you should definitely check out. Like if, you know, I don't talk about everything on the, here on the podcast, but we have an interview with the winner from our short story contest. And we had a, uh, at the end of the year, we had a short story contest. It went on, it started September, you know, went on a few months and we had quite a few entries, like more than we thought we would. Um, and so the, the number, we, we gave a prize for number one, two, and three, the first, second, and third place winners, which were just all amazing, really amazing stories. I really enjoyed them. And we posted those. So those are on the site if you want to read those. Um, and I did an interview with the winner, the first place winner. His name is, now I'm going to totally butcher this, but I think it's Stefan DeCoster. I believe that's how you pronounce it. 
It looks like it. Uh, but I did an interview with him. I'd love to get him on the on the podcast. I'm not sure if he would be open to that, but the interview is great. He uh, he explains a little bit more about you know what what uh, his story's about, his influences, and then I find out this is crazy to me. I find out during the interview that he is actually friends in real life with the third place winner. So so. That, that's what's funny about it is it's uh, it's kind of crazy. I mean, we, we got almost 20 entries, if I remember correctly. Uh, a couple of them didn't qualify. A couple of them were late or didn't, you know, stick to the theme. But there were... So as far as qualifying entries, I think there were 15. Um, but, you know, to be almost 20 full entries and then have two of the top three be friends in real life. I don't know. It, it's kind of interesting. But if you think about it, it's it's not that unusual. They, uh, he says in the interview that they helped each other out. You know, like they were kind of critique partners and then they uh, they looked over each other's work. and everything. Well, that makes sense. I mean, that's why, why they both did so well. So that part of it makes sense. It's just a little surprising. All right. And then, uh, so I did the YouTube roundup today, or a little earlier today. That is always fun because this week was a lot of trailers, a lot of game trailers. And I talked about them, you know, on this show already. Um, but there's also a nice video from Wasteland Weekend 2021, just was, you know, three months ago. Um, that is a fun little video. It's like 24 minutes of just just showing a lot of the great stuff that happens at Wasteland Weekend. So that's a lot of fun. Um, and then, of course, Stephanie wrote, 250,000 uh, articles on Attack on Titan. <laughs> I'm exaggerating a little bit. It's maybe 240,000. Uh, but th- this is great. This is what I love about, you know, Stephanie's passion about the about, about Attack, Attack on Titan, can't even say it, is that she made, you know, an article called How Many Episodes Are Left in, in Season 4. Um, she talks about, she does a review she does a uh, an article like, what do I do if Crunchyroll and Funimation crash <laughs> during Attack on Titan? Like, that's an article. It's just, it's great. How do I watch Attack on Titan? Uh, what time does Attack on Titan come out? So there's, she really did a lot of, uh, you know, full force on, on Attack on Titan stuff. Um, and then Tina wrote a, uh, a review, a recap and review of The Expanse, season six, episode five. She's been following and covering that show uh, quite a bit every you know every episode she's been doing a review and a recap so if that's your show check that out um yeah and that's about it there's a couple little news tidbits that i don't cover here on the podcast so you know you can go to the our front page at postapocalyptic.com and kind of check that out uh where it's a new year so we're going to be renewing a lot of the, our lists, you know. Like I said, you know, Stephanie did the best uh, the upcoming uh, TV shows to look forward to. I'm going to do movies. We're going to do, you know, things to look forward to on Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's the beginning of a year, beginning of a new year, and a lot of new content coming on the site. Uh, I'm really excited about it. One other thing I want to talk about, too, speaking of content on the site, is there's this new thing we started called the Apocalypse, And this is actually run by Bill, who we've had on the show a couple times. Uh, the Apocalypse is a, it's like a, 
I mean, as you might think, it's a list. It's a great name, actually, Apocalypse. It's an, a, a list of apocalyptic media. So, and it's kind of um, user-driven. You know, you can get on the Apocalypse and you can enter in if you're a, uh, an author, you know, you make movies, you make podcasts, whatever it is, you can go on there. You can upload a photo, you know, like your cover photo or whatever it is uh, of your, um, you know, whatever media you work on. And we have a random thing on the sidebar where it shows, it just kind of highlights and spotlights these works of media. So right now I'm looking at like, this is random. But so I loaded a, a uh, an article. I clicked on an article, and on the sidebar it has apocalypse apocalypse business of the day, and it has a, a cover photo from David Kazi David Kazi's Shadows, which is American Midnight Book One. So it has that. You can click on it, and then it'll take you to our a more detailed page from our list, which will tell you uh, a little bio about. Th- David Cassie himself, and then other books he's worked on. And kind of like the slideshow, it has a website link. So this is this is a way, you know, where you can promote your stuff in this big list. If you are a content creator in this genre, definitely, I think you should check it out. And what all you do is when you go to postapocalyptic.com, just click on any of the articles and click on, you know, the, the first one up at the top bar, or whatever you want to do. And right there on the right hand sidebar down under our calendar uh, a little bit yeah a little bit down under the calendar it says apocalypse and then it has the um you know th- the business of the day right there so click on apocalypse and it'll take you to the main list the the main directory hub thing uh and then you can just fill out what you can do is you you can put uh, click on add listing and then you fill it out right there, and then that will add you to our list. And we're trying to get this list to be a huge, huge thing. You know, this huge thing that is a, a comprehensive, all-in-one list of all post-apocalyptic media. So that's the goal with this. But you can go, you can just scroll through here. You can sort. You can sort by different things like newest, oldest, listing title, um, description, all that kind of stuff. And just sort through all the stuff and see books. Like I'm just looking through this right now. Books everywhere. There's uh, a Reddit group. There's uh, wow. There's all kinds of stuff. There's um, podcasts galore. I need to get some of these podcast people on this on this one, right? Uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's re- a really great list. Uh, if you want to add yourself, like I said, just go through those steps. Um, just click on it and put add add listing. And you can do it yourself. You don't have to wait for us to do it. You just do it. Um, we do, of course, have to, um, we have to okay the listing. You know, we can't just be putting like porn on here or anything. So uh, so once you do that, you know, we have to look at it and then we, we approve it. But it's pretty easy, pretty comprehensive. So yeah, that's, uh, that's our site. That's what's been going on with our site. And we have our calendar uh, right above that on every page. Um, right now, it lists it lists uh, Snowpiercer season three, January twenty fourth, All of Us Dead, which is the Netflix show that's coming on the twenty eighth of January. Uh, in February, there's Raised by Wolves season two, which will be on February third. Dying Light two comes out on February fourth. Moonfall comes out on February fourth. Last Survivors. 
that's coming out on February 4th. That's the one with um, Alicia Silverstone that uh, seems like a pretty good movie. So, yeah, w- there's a lot coming up, and that's just the next couple weeks. You know, of course, uh, I like to talk about the upcoming stuff, so I'll talk about that, The you know, the stuff after that next week, right? All right, so I hope you all enjoyed this show. I hope you were informed and maybe mildly entertained but uh, I, I thank you all for listening. I really do appreciate it. And again, check us out on social media. Check us out at postapocalyptic.com. And as always, stay alive out there and always be ready for the big one. Bye-bye.